Hey there, welcome to Inner Truth Healing. This is a whole body health approach to finding flow on the healing journey. Throughout my time as a naturopathic doctor and acupuncturist, I've come to realize that people who are dealing with physical ailments are often being called to go through an inner journey as well. And along my way, I got into doing intuitive coaching for women, and I've come to find four main components of our bodies that we need to pay attention to. And through a lot of trial and error, I have found four simple practices that you can start doing today in order to really take care of all aspects of yourselves and to address the parts of yourselves that are probably calling out for your help in ways of an uncomfortable life experience. Part of my whole body health perspective is how do we gain conscious control over our life experience? And I've broken it down into two main categories. If you think about how like, what actually creates our experience in life, it comes down to our mental health, like the stories that we're telling ourselves about what is happening and the meaning that we're placing onto the situation in front of us, and then the feelings that our body is like actually experiencing. And that comes down to our physical health, our emotional health, and our energetic health. So if we kind of zoom out a little bit here, that means that if we can pay attention to the thoughts that we think and the way that our body feels, we can have conscious control over our life experience. And the way that you can do that practically is by taking care of your mental health, your emotional health, your energetic health, and your physical health, and putting into place simple practices that you can do consistently because consistency is the key to creating change in your life and to creating a conscious experience of your life. If you want to learn more about my perspective and my processes, be sure to check out the show notes. healing journey episode. I'm really excited to talk about this one, but I also, like my past self is going to be cringing a lot, I think. Um, You know, I've done a lot of healing work around what I'm about to talk about, but it's still, you know, it's like an uncomfortable and vulnerable thing to share, right? So uh, just want to kind of preface with that. And I also want to preface that I know my my listeners are like great-hearted, loving people who are doing their best. They're listening to this podcast because or like you you are listening to this podcast because you want to grow and and reach a new level in your life and kind of unlock a certain quality about your life that you dream about experiencing. And and I know that that's why you're here. And I know that some of these behind the scenes episodes can get you kind of thinking about how it relates to you in your life. And I just want to share that as I'm going through this, if you're having moments where you're like, oh shit, like that's me right now, be gentle with yourself. Like be gentle with um, the human experience because that's what this is, is 
you know, what I'm about to share with you, it's like this is just a natural human expression in a way that we behave. And there's nothing inherently wrong with having these thoughts and thinking like, you know, thinking these things, having this perspective, nothing is wrong with it. So I want you to just really be be gentle with yourself as you listen to what I'm about to share and also maybe lean in a little bit. If you are feeling like you're in a space where you can kind of do some of the deeper shadow work like the 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 deeper work that doesn't always feel really good it's like if you notice yourself cringing open up to it and get curious like what's here for me to actually heal in this moment and how can I use this as an opportunity to deepen my own self-love like towards myself you know and and seeing these aspects of ourselves that we don't really like to admit that we have it's like in in the admittance that's where the love grows, right? So um, yeah, that's my kind of preface for this episode and let's dive right on into it. So I recently went on my first international trip and this is something like travel and going on these fun adventures where I get, you know, I had 17 days off where I just got to go adventure through Guatemala, adventured in Belize for a little bit too and like this is it was a dream come true it was something that sitting in my bedroom when I was you know 12 years old in farm country Michigan looking out the window dreaming about the world and wanting to explore it like I just made one of her biggest dreams come true and this trip brought up a lot for me like so so many things that I don't want to go down any rabbit holes in this episode but I'll definitely be sharing more um, but it, it was just it was the most incredible adventure of my entire life and I realized on this trip that I had become someone that I used to talk shit about and it's so wild that I know exactly like it, upon reflection of like how did I go from you know being the person that like talked shit about this person to becoming the person that I talk shit about and so that's what this episode is all about all right so a little backstory here I grew up very poor um, my family we went through a lot of hardship and pain and for years we went just bare minimum barely scraping by and like to the point where you know around Christmas time how like churches buy presents for families in need like my family was a family in need where we would receive like gifts that way um so <clears throat> needless to say i went you know without a lot of the things that my peers had at the time so in middle school you know people got all these like ipods and like cool gifts and like i just never got that um, until like I did, I did get some things from like a cool neighbor and like stuff like that. But for the most part, I went without. And then in high school, you know, people were getting like nice cars and, uh, or even just like straight up a driver's license. And I was someone who had to wait until I was almost, I think I was almost 17 or almost 18 before I got my license. And, um, then I had, I had to drive this like old ass, like, truck which I actually think is like really cool now but at the time I was so embarrassed to drive it um so funny but anyway we we were just very poor and so I watched 
you know, everyone around me kind of had more than me. And I remember having these thoughts and these beliefs about like, what, what do they even have to be like upset about? Like their life is perfect. They have these things, they have money, they're able to, you know, enjoy their life. And here I am and I get like stuck at home and I just have like, you know, my, my nature and my books and I'm alone a lot. And I could, I couldn't even like ride with friends really because my parents like didn't trust teenage drivers. So it was like, I just went without a lot. And I I created these beliefs of like, oh, must be nice to be them. Must be nice to have your driver's license and to have a car. Must be nice to have your parents, you know, paying for all these things for you. Like I had a job when I was 15 and basically ever since like I started working, I've had to pay for like all of my clothes, all the things like I had to buy my first car like I have not received financial help from my family and there were even times where my friends had invite invited me on like spring break and they their families would have financially supported like a little bit but I needed to still give something and I would ask and it was no 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 and then I would ask my grandparents and like they said no so there were just a lot of things that I it was always shut down for me like I was just never put into a position where I was able to travel and like explore and go on an adventure and um like go and like do those things in the way that I wanted to do them. Now, don't get me wrong, my family, we were big campers, like we would camp and do, um, you know, more of that sort of thing. But it was very local, like we stayed in Michigan and we didn't really branch out besides for times where there was like a baseball tournament for my brothers or something like that. So I grew up like desiring to travel and go on adventures and like to do these things that I felt so restricted in being able to do and so I created all these beliefs about the people who were actually able to do those things like they were just enabled and and there was this vibe of like must be nice to be you like there there was this like um yeah it was like a judge it was like a judgment in like uh I know I know that the emotion was like jealousy and envy but I was going about it in like a spiteful way and it was just kind of annoying to me like I was annoyed that people got to go and do those things that I didn't get to do and I was mad at them for it and I think one of the biggest false beliefs that I created is that the people who seemingly had like great lives you know they're they're posting their highlight reels on social media they're traveling they're happy they're living their best life Like I would look at that and be like, wow, they have nothing to feel upset about. Like there's nothing bad going on in their life. How nice would it be to be them? Like they don't need, they don't even take this. They take this stuff for granted. They're not even like understanding how great they have it. And there's also this belief that came from my family where because we were so poor, there was this belief that people who were just you know, in middle class that like they don't understand what it's what this is like. Like they don't understand life. Like they just don't get it. They're living on like a different planet than us. Like the, those were things that would get said in my family that I then took with me and created this belief that like people who were literally just living life and doing their best and making ends meet in a way that was 
probably like putting a puzzle together of like how can we do these things in a way that actually works for us like they were probably acting that way but yet the way that I was perceiving it was like you have everything made for you and like you have nothing to complain about so now let's fast forward to probably it was honestly probably like 2018 2019 like fairly recent when I started learning about the energetics of things, of of manifestation in particular, and how you being jealous and envious of people and like in that energy of like, hmm, must be nice to be them, like that is actually showing you where you actually want to take your life. Like when you're jealous and envious of people, that the, the only reason behaviorally why you feel that way is because you want to experience the things that they are experiencing. And instead of, you know, admitting that, it's easier for us to talk shit about them and to like put up this angry wall and this sassy wall of like, hmm, must be nice. You know, like that's what we do. This is like a totally normal human behavioral thing. But if we can actually use that to like open up and explore more of our own desires and actually allow ourselves to feel that desire, to feel that longing, and then find a way to make it happen for ourselves. Like that's the the healing, that's the joy, that's the beauty in this work. But I think that we put up these walls because we think that it's not possible for us to experience that thing that that person's experiencing. So it's easier for us to just put up a wall and say like, I could never have that than it is to actually like open up and do the the inner work that's required in order for you to manifest that experience for yourself. Which brings us to the point in my story where I had this epiphany, this aha moment of like, holy shit, I feel this way about this person right now because that's what I want so I need to stop being angry at her I need to stop being mad at her because I want what's being given to her and you know as I as I am starting to share I don't know I I can't say specifics right now I feel very uncomfortable if I were to like tell the hot goss right now like I just I have a boundary there where I'm not gonna like name, name name names or tell specifics But essentially what happened is that there was this person that was getting, just like being handed on a silver platter, being handed a, handed a car, handed money to go to the doctors, being handed money to go on this trip and everything like she wasn't even that good of a person. She was actually a pretty terrible person and yet she was receiving all of these things. And I remember just being like, what the hell is going on? Like, how is this happening right now? This is not fair. How, like, how, how is this happening? And I just kind of realized that if I ever wanted to be the person who was handed things kind of on a silver platter, and it's, it's never truly what it seems, right? But like, from the outside, that's what it looks like. And so it's like, if I want to be that person who seemingly gets handed things on a silver platter, then I need to not get so angry at these other people that it's happening to, 
right? And I need to like open up to the possibility like maybe I could be someone who receives these things from people and who actually is able to accept the help of others and to accept things that make me feel uncomfortable because you know, I think for a long time because I did go without when people would do nice things for me and like would actually give to me, it made me feel like deeply uncomfortable. And it was something that I had to see like, okay, I feel uncomfortable because this isn't normal for me. So I need to just accept that I'm going to feel uncomfortable as I'm, you know, experiencing new things because that's how it works. And just because I feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's wrong. It just means that it's new. And so I just need to, you know, go through this uncomfortable phase and get on the other side where I'm now normalizing, be like receiving help, you know. And something that was normalized for me before was struggle. Struggle and pain and hardship. Like that's what was normalized. That's what life was. Right. And so even the language of like seeing other people and being like, wow, they have everything handed to them on a silver platter. Like now, while that spectrum, you know, there can be that end where where people are just like fully enabled and they are being just like handed any and everything and they don't have to do anything. But for the most part, that's not even what's happening. Right. But because of like my own mindset of where I was and in relation to where I had come from, which was on the polar opposite, where it was like, I didn't get my first car. I didn't buy my first car until I was a junior in college because my family was so, so strong in their ways of like, you have to struggle through this. You're going to have to go without and you have to struggle until you can save up enough money until you can do these things. I'm going to make you struggle. And that's, that whole because in the struggle that's how you learn right in that whole mindset I think is complete bullshit I think that you know there's a way in which to teach discipline but it doesn't have to always include struggle and pain and it, it it's just something that still to this day like makes me so frustrated that that is still the mindset and still the I'm totally fine and I'm good and I don't regret anything about the way that I raised you. Like that stuff just, it, it irks me. It really does. It, it, it And to just perpetuate that way of thinking into, you know, like future generations is just, it just makes me, it makes my whole body feel very uncomfortable at this point in my life because I think it's so wrong. And so, you know, the whole being handed things on a silver platter, it's like, is that it or are we just helping each other? Are we just wanting to wanting to give to people and wanting, you know, others to receive our help so that we can all live a life experience that's more of what we truly want to experience and our experience doesn't have to revolve around this suffering and pain. You know, speaking of giving and receiving, Magic Mind reached out to me to see if I wanted to try their product. And it's basically this little like focus shot, productivity shot. And I have this problem of 
like working on a project, but then I get more ideas and then I'm like, Ooh, work on this project, work on this project. And it's like, I saw this, this, um, little reel the other day where it's like, it's about the side quests. If you have a spicy neurodivergent brain, you totally get me. Um, where it's like, I just, I have a lot of ideas and there's a lot of things I want to do and all the things. And it's hard for me to sometimes just sit down and do the thing that I'm like setting out to do. And so I tried magic mind and I will tell you, I have been sitting on here and just so, so focused every single time that I've taken it. And I think that the reason why it works so well is it actually has a couple of my very favorite botanical medicines that actually took me back to my naturopathic days. Rhodiola is a nootropic and an adaptogen that reduces fatigue and anxiety and increases your body's resistance to stress, which just really enhances mental clarity. And it's something that I used to take and I I'm obsessed. Like I love it so much. It also has Bacopa, which is something I used to take in school to really help my brain retain information and just like stay attentive with what I was focusing on. So I think that those two are like my favorite things inside this little magic goodness. But it's also got matcha, ashwagandha, lion's mane mushrooms, and cordyceps mushrooms, which are all amazing. So if you got that spicy neurodivergence like me, give it a try. See if it see if it can help you out. You can either wait until January to get it at Sprouts Farmers Market, or you can go to their website and use my code for 20% off of a one-time purchase or 50% off of your first subscription. So that's up to you how you want to go about trying it, but my code to get you that discount is Healing 20 which I'll put this in the show notes as well, um, along with their website. It's magicmind.com slash healing is where you can go to learn more. Another piece of this too is that I thought that I had to become like the greatest person and like the most perfect person in order to receive my manifestations. Like I was super, super harsh and critical on like any little thing that I would do because I thought that that was what would, you know, block my manifestation from coming in, which when I saw this person who was very much not, you know, in a good version of herself at the time receiving all these things, it it kind of blew my mind because it shattered that belief and thought of like you just have to be perfect and then you will receive. Like it, for whatever reason that's where my mind went, right? And um So when my subconscious saw the evidence of like, you don't have to be perfect and you can still receive, it was like, okay, like let's get to work. How can we get, how can we get better at accepting the people around us who are receiving these things? Because if we can accept that, then we can become that, you know, you can't become someone that you hate, right? Or you wouldn't become someone that you hate because why would you act like them you know if you don't like them right so there was that's where like the block was for me and I knew that I needed to get to work if I was actually going to manifest receiving things in my life and and getting help to go and like travel and do things and live the life experience that I wanted so what I started to do was notice when I was getting you know, that jealousy and that envy hit, I would notice, okay, what is it that they have that I want, right? And then I would go and find evidence that other people are receiving this too. 
And so I would basically just like do exposure therapy with my mind and with my emotions where I would like go in and like onto like social media and I would look up all of these people who were like traveling and doing all these things and especially the people who talked about how they afforded their trip. You know, there's these like travel bloggers and stuff like that where they like downright share to the dollar of like how they made it happen for themselves. And I started to see and realize that it actually didn't take, you know, being rich to be able to do these things. And like, you know, there's ways around it. And there's also people that like don't have a lot of money that do travel a lot because they're, you know, they have these reward systems set up or they write blogs for this hotel or they're getting like their trips comped because they're becoming influencers. And like, there's so many different ways in, in, in which people are doing the things that they're doing and it doesn't all come down to like oh must be nice to be you because you you know have it have it all made for you it's like you start to realize that the people doing these things they're making it happen for themselves and it was that shift that really helped me be like huh like how can I do this for myself how can I get to a point where I'm able to like normalize the receiving but then also you know take the action to to make it happen and so it was a combination of that stuff plus the the mindset work of any time I would I would notice my mind going to that oh must be nice place I would just be like huh you know what like I am so happy for them like they figured out how to do this for themselves And that's awesome because they're having this amazing life experience and why would I ever want to stop someone from having a life experience that's amazing when like it, it, one, has no effect on me. Like it doesn't matter. It's not like they're taking anything away from me by having that experience. And also it's adding to their own life experience. And I love when people are, you know, feeling love, feeling joy. Like that makes me happy to see other people experiencing that. So why would I, you know, be mad in any capacity towards them? I think those perspective shifts in themselves helped tremendously in releasing like that anger and frustration when I, you know, the previous stuff that I would feel. So the perspective shift, but then also just reminding myself, like, your time is coming. Your time is coming. Like, I believed that I would, you know, soon be able to travel and soon be able to do these things that I was jealous of. Like, I just kept reminding myself, like, your time is coming. And it was it was literally like a mantra that I would say because that mantra in itself, like, one, soothed me in being able to be like, okay, no, you're not there right now and it's sad, but you will be there one day. But then two, it was like, okay, like we're going to make this happen. We need to speak these experiences into existence. And so that's, that's what I was doing. And soon what started to happen is things in my life started to shift and change and I would have, you know, conversations with certain people and there would be things that would just kind of seemingly fall in my lap like literally they talk about that in the manifestation world of like things came out of nowhere and like that's that is how it happened it was like you know different things would just start falling into my lap and I truly think and believe that it's because I was fundamentally changing my energetics 
And that was making me, you know, resonate more with these experiences of ease and of flow and of um, like gratitude and gentleness and just straight up generosity. And the more that I was able to accept that, the more I was also able to give that to other people. And I think in that exchange of like giving and receiving, I think that that just even like builds up the energetics. It's like it strengthens that energetic of like flow and ease and love and gratitude. And like you have to be able to receive and also give in order for this whole flow and the manifestation to like true, like your ability to manifest, that's how you really strengthen it. Some things that I noticed kind of going into this trip was that I would share with people that I was going to Guatemala. And a lot of people were really happy and excited and they were like, oh, like what's there? What are you gonna see? But then there were other people who were like, change the subject immediately (laughs) or they would be like oh cool and then they would change the subject um or they would just kind of like sit through it uncomfortably when I was like yeah like I'm gonna go and see Mayan ruins and we're gonna go to a volcano lake and we're gonna hike a volcano and I could just tell that they just feel so uncomfortable and they want to just immediately leave the conversation and then I would change the conversation and so um, that all kind of happened leading up to the trip. And then we were when we were on the trip and I was sharing some of the pictures with like just a, a few family and friends, um, I started having these thoughts of like, huh, I wonder if they're thinking that I have nothing to be angry about. Like I wonder if they think that my life is just perfect and like it's totally fine and I'm, you know, and, and it brought back all of these things that I used to think about the people who were doing these things. And now like, now that I'm the one doing them, like I had this fear that that's what people thought about me when my life is not perfect, you know? Like there's still a lot of hardship and pain that I'm dealing with that I don't share, you know? Like I literally have on my Instagram, welcome to my scrapbook because I want it to be known like this is my highlight reel like that's that's what I use my Instagram for is for me sharing pictures and videos of like trips and different things that we do but it's for me to look back at on all the good times but it's it's not you know I don't think of it in terms of like I'm sharing my life and I'm only going to share the good and like this is my my life in entirety and I'm trying to hide the bad it's like I'm not necessarily trying to hide it but I'm not trying to like you know highlight it right um but anyway it just sent me on this really weird mental spiral of like I wonder what people like really think about me and so then when I came back I started noticing that you know different people would either they just like wouldn't even ask about it because they didn't want to know or they would ask about it, but they'd be really short with like wanting to know. Like they didn't really want to know about my trip. They were just, you know, being kind. And all of that just kind of made me realize like just how far I truly have come and just how much I've truly manifested being in this space right now. And I understand it, you know, like I get when people change the subject and like don't want to hear and like, just don't care is seemingly what it seems like but really what it is is that it makes them feel so uncomfortable that they avoid you know and that's okay that's totally fine and 
I think that it's a normal human behavior, but I also think it's a way that people can, you know, just like how I did, use that awareness, the awareness now of like, oh, maybe this is actually how I can awaken to the things that I'm jealous of and to the things that I'm envious of so that I can finally get to receive, be on the receiving end of it all. And I think this whole concept not only applies to people who travel and go on adventures, which is, you know, what I'm talking about here, but it also applies to anything, you know, where you see someone, maybe someone you know, like wrote a book or started a candle company or uh, now does art and you had no idea that they were an artist and you've always wanted to be an artist or there's so many different ways that you can use the same premise to kind of awaken and give yourself that deeper inner like dream for yourself. So now if I were to get like really, really clear about the steps from, you know, going from that person who feels like super jealous and envious to becoming that person, I think the number one thing is awareness. The awareness that, okay, I actually want that thing. So that perspective shift in itself is a huge, huge pivotal point. Um, So that's number one. But then number two is continuing to notice when you're getting those feelings and using it in the moment where it's activated and you're actively feeling that jealous and envy, like you actively tell yourself, one day we will get there. One day this will be us. And like, I will give you that experience. And this changes, it literally uses like neuroplasticity to change the brain, the mental patterns in your mind to believing that. And so it's just, it's a mantra that you've got to take on. And then I also think it's really important to look at what are the deeper beliefs and stories here that come from, you know, kind of my family of origin and how can I you know, like tell myself a different story about this in a way that actually works to support the dream that I have for myself. And I think when you can really get clear on all of that and then take the action necessary in order to make this dream a reality for yourself, that's that's exactly how you do it. That's the roadmap. And I think you know, in terms of like the action steps forward, it's like whatever that is for you that you're wanting, look up what it would take to be there, to get there, get practical with it. You know, what are the steps? And even if it seems like it's so far out of reach, you taking the action to now get it all out and set up these plans, like you're already getting that energetic like movement in, it's already moving, right? And the more like practical you are with it, the more realistic you can become. And then that's how it comes into your reality, right? If you have questions on this process and how to make it work for you, and also if you just really want to know where your energetics currently are versus where you want to be and how to kind of close that gap for yourself so that you can live your dream life experience, check out my intuitive guidance reading I will be able to check all of this out for you, do like tap into your energetics and really share the practical action steps forward for yourself that you can get started on right away. And you can keep this audio reading 
like forever and I have people who are like I still listen to your reading and I love it and it just always helps me ground in and like move forward and focus on what I want to experience and it's been so helpful so check it out and also if you know of someone who could totally benefit from this episode please share it with them I would really appreciate that And if you ever want to tell your own healing story on my podcast, I'm starting a series called Tales from the Healing Journey. And I've got a little form for you to fill out um, if you want to, to do that. So the link for that is also in the show notes. So I am sending you all so much love and just straight up encouragement for your healing journey because it can get super messy and feel super uncomfortable but through all of it is beauty you know it's all just part of the human experience and as much as I kind of cringe at you know the past versions of myself it's like that the intensity of the cringe isn't as bad as it once was and it's because I understand it I understand that I was just living out a, a human expression of jealous and envy and talking shit is just was part of that process, you know? So I am sending you all so much love. See you next week.